Oh, I like clockwork. There he is. Yes, I'm getting this. These, you know, I worry about technology, but why do you? I never was great at technology. You were always, always ahead of the curve with that sort of stuff. I think you actually sorted me out with my first phone, my first iPhone. That's how good you were. I suck at it. I'm doing all right now. I think I'll right, be- I? I'm doing okay. <laughs> You're doing really well. And I watched it Saturday night. I think I got your first SIM card. So you're going all right. You've come leaps and bounds. <laughs> oh, mate, it is so good to see you, pal. We don't see enough of each other, obviously, because you're in a different state now. Where are you? To tell everybody, not exactly where you are, because they might come around and we don't want that. Where are you, where are you now in the world? If they want to come, they can come play golf. Yeah. Uh, I live I live on the Gold Coast. So, nice. uh, yeah, I've been up here, as you know, uh, the end of 08 came up here. Uh, fell in love with the place. I originally came up here for a holiday in 2001, I think. Um, just fell in love with the place. Got some wonderful friends up here. And uh, yeah, that was uh, the place I wanted to, to stay and ended up coming. So it's uh, it's been great. Mate, when I see your face, I see ooze. I see Woe. It just transports me back to a time to places and to things that we can't discuss really on this podcast. But but there are th- things that we certainly can discuss Uh We'll, oh, to, we'll go as close to the edge as we possibly can, my friend. But uh, th- they were some heady times, weren't they, when we came together in 1998 for our yep. f- uh, first real year together. Obviously, I was there in 97, but I was a kid. Then you come across, we had this really awesome team and this amazing 1998 season. Let's talk about that straight away. Coming from Fremantle, because everybody knows you were drafted to Fremantle, number one draft pick from Frankston way and then <laughs> and then and then it slightly gets worse in Fremantle from Frankston to Fremantle slightly worse uh tell me about that and then coming to Melbourne uh yeah so um well yeah it was it was obviously a very exciting time for me and the family get drafted first but Freo but uh it didn't didn't pan out though I enjoyed the footy over there but uh yeah when I came back to Melbourne it was it was t- it was totally different I wanted to play footy in Melbourne wanted to play at the MCG and um yeah, and you know the D's come off a, a pretty ordinary year in '97, but mm. new coaching staff, uh, new players. It was uh, place was a buzz when we first started training. Um, mm. You know, and uh, it was great fun. And it, it, you think about the legends that we had there: Gary Lyon, Todd Viney, Jim Steins, the Lovitz, uh, Stephen Tingo. The list goes on. I mean, you 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 were living with Stinger and Hopgood and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And yeah. Then I moved in with Nita and we were just around the corner. But uh, yeah, it was a wonderful, uh, a wonderful start to uh, to my career at Melbourne, especially that '98 season. Yeah, actually drove past Southland not long ago when I looked at that. Uh, well, I think it's TGI Fridays now. It was was it the, the uh, yes. saloon or something like that was called? I, I can't remember. But we it were... was a saloon, but it went to the TGI Fridays. But we used to go there every Thursday night. Remember? Yes, we, we did. A, what we had dinner and then we'll go and watch a movie. Not always on game day weekend weeks did we go on a Thursday. Not not always. We were pretty committed. Like we were serious footballers. We would would only go every second week out on a Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only every second Thursday night. Um, but no, that was a regular catch up. Yeah, you know we had the we had the cafe across the street bit in, in uh, Junction Oval. There we had our regulars. It was really good. Yeah, it was great we fun. did. We did. It felt like when you got to Melbourne uh, in 1998, there was this urgency of hitting the ground running right we've got this superstar um ruckman of the competition and and don't be bashful because that's exactly what you were and and we were a club melbourne who had been terrible for a long time and nobody wanted to come and play for melbourne all of a sudden you come across we get neil danaher and there was this renewed vigor wasn't there Uh, it's what we have 
now as a club, isn't it? We've got guys, we're a destination club now. Something that we struggled to be over your, your time at the Melbourne Football Club, wasn't it? What, what made you come to Melbourne first? Yeah. What was the catalyst? And then again, our ups and downs. Do you have any ideas as to why we weren't quite there? No, I, don't, I, don't, I can't pinpoint the ups and downs. There certainly was in, you know, 98, then 99 were down, 2000 were up, 2001 were down. I can't pinpoint that. Uh, probably to do with injuries and stuff. But, hmm. um, yeah, it certainly is a destination place to go now. There's, there's no question about that. But, yeah, I think uh, it was just it was a, for me to go to Melbourne, there was a lot of links. Um, it, it was three clubs. It was Richmond, Collingwood and Melbourne. Um, but I, I think that the, the journey for the Melbourne Footy Club for me started early in 97. But there's a lot of touch points. Gary Lyon played a significant role in that. Um, I remember coming back during that year and I had a high car sitting for me at the airport. Um, mm. That was one of my breaks and it was all paid by, it was all sorted by Gary Lyon. So wow. just a few touch points that they knew that was going. Cameron Swab drafted me to Fremantle, became the draft recruiting officer at Melbourne. Mm. Neil was my assistant coach at Frio, so that made it a bit easy. Mm. And, and Hutchie was my junior coach. So and he he was uh, he was appointed assistant coach. There's a lot of things that fell into place, and it wasn't wasn't to do with the fact that we only won four games in '97. It was to do with the personnel and yeah. where the club was going and um, the selling of the future. And and of course '98 we uh, we played off in a prelim. So yeah. um, I guess going with my gut feelings, you know, that's where it was. And and how much of it was was it Jim Steins as well? Because I, I'm a forward, right? So I grew up watching forwards and how they moved and how they went about it. So. You, no doubt you, as a ruckman, being thrust into the ruck position from an early age, would have watched ruckman and how they went about it. Surely you would have watched Jim Steins. And then when you get to Melbourne, you learn so much from the great man, don't you? Oh, yeah. It was uh, it was a huge... Uh, it was part of, the, part of the decision, of course, to be there because Jim was you know, going into his last couple of years, so it was an opportunity for me to take over that mantle and mm. become that number one draft pick. But uh, a lot of the Ruckman, you, you, you think about all the Ruckman that Jim played against, the Damien Monkers, the Sean Renz, the Scotty Wines, they played behind the ball. They mm. played, they're the big dinosaurs, they played behind the ball. Mm. Jim Steins is very similar to me, and I learned a lot of him because you go through the, okay, if they're going to stay behind the ball, I'll just go through the midfield and get my possessions and kick it over the head. Mm. So you actually drag them out of the back line. So I learned a lot from Jim, and um, you know I credit a lot of my success uh, to him. And then he was the Ruck coach in uh, or my ruck coach in 2000. So um, there's a, a great history there. And I, I, I always love, I've, I've, I've interviewed Max Gorn a few times on radio and I, I love the thing that he talks about, the, the journey of Ruckman through the Melbourne Footy Club. And he always reverts back to that. Um, Jim Steins taught me, then I taught Mark Jamar, Mark Jamar taught um, Max fun. Gorn. So I love how he always has that synergy and he always has that because I mean, you think the last two weeks have been asked a lot about Ruckman and mm. whether I, you know, whether I've spoken to Max Gorn. And that's one of the things that he always says. And I really appreciate that. He play, And look, Max plays differently to you again because you are such a mobile sort of fella and, and using your leap, whereas Max is more of that. And he's got the height and he doesn't necessarily jump as much as you did. That game that he played uh, last week, not last week, against the Cats was. Something else wasn't. Yeah. It was just. Um, I mean, I. That's, for me, yeah. Wow. That's one of the best. Uh, that's that is arguably the best um, the finals uh, performance by Ruckman I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't recall a, a better game in a final yeah. um, by Ruckman, and 
Um, and just his way to just his way to to second efforts. I mean, that one he kicked outside forward fifty. I think it was in the third quarter. Petrarca got. Mm. I mean, he he uh, he was just mobile, and he's been like that all the time. Yeah. Um, it was a sensational game from him, and big advantage this week. He's playing against his uh, his former teammate in Steph Martin. Mm. Um, so I, I I think the midfield midfield matches up really really solid. Yeah. Um, you think about Libertore on. On, uh, on Jack Viney, but I think the Ruck is where we've got the big advantage. Oh, that, that middle is going to be a clash of the tides. I can't cannot wait oh. to watch this game. I mean, obviously, they had some some battles this year. It seems like it was just a bit of a warm-up. They're both, both teams at their best at the moment, I and mean, it's just going to go off, come bounce down over there in the oh. west on Saturday. Now, Whitey, uh, enough about the current day team because it's great and everything. We're on to talk about uh, the Demons. In 2000, of course, we played in the grand final and and you, because people want to see you, they want to hear about and they want to know more about you. And uh, I know a lot about you. I'm not going to give too much away. All right? I, promise, <laughs> I, I promise I'm not going to do that. But let's start things off with uh, the protein shake uh, ro- r- uh, regime. The routine that you used to go into was you were trying to be professional. I get it. You know, you, were, you wanted to put a bit of weight on and all that sort of stuff. So you got into the protein shakes, right? It, 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 who told yep. you to do that firstly? Was that just something you did yourself? Uh- no, I had a personal trainer in, Bala, in Balaclava. He owned mm. his gym. Mm. Um, re- referred to me through a, through a friend, but I had a personal trainer outside of our actual training uh, that we had with our you know yeah. fitness staff and yeah. stuff. And yeah. yeah, he got me on the protein shakes. And, yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes I wish yeah. he didn't get I you know on where you, I know. Yeah, where, you know, know. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Whitey had a high protein diet, <laughs> and and it certainly had an effect on his. It took a toll on his stomach and uh, other regions of his of his body, which we all had to suffer through. But anyway, that's not the point of this story. Especially me... in the gym, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you this story, right? Talk about the preparation for a game. This is my all-time... You, know, you knew all where my, I was going with this. Favorite. Yeah, you knew where I was going with yeah. this. Now, this had already happened once before, and I'll tell you the second story. But the, fir- the, second, the, the first one, but the second one's funnier, I reckon. I'm sitting after a training session, and we're knackered. After every time, those were brutal sessions we used to do. And I'm sitting in the lounge room at David Neitz's house, right? David Neitz's house has this kitchen down, just a little bit down the hallway. And I'm in the lounge room. You can't see what's going on in the kitchen. You get up from your seat and you go down into the kitchen and you start preparing your old protein shake. I knew you were doing it because I could hear the old prep going on in there. Oh, he's trying to be Mr. Professional again. And they used to have those protein shakes with the little spiral metal things that go in there and you can hear that inside the cup, right? Well, I'm crying already. This is the best. Yeah, guys, I hear five little before I hear this. Old Jeffrey White forgets to to screw on the lid, and the protein shake goes everywhere. Now we've all made mistakes like that in the past. We've all made mistakes. I love it when you tell the story. You tell it so good. So good. And I walk around the corner. And there's Whitey covered in brown powder, and I just can see his eye slits and a wet mouth. <laughs> and I reckon that was before you had. The... I love it when you tell. <laughs> I love it when you tell that story. Anyway, anyway, fast forward probably about two months. We're driving to Geelong for a game of football. Pretty good game of yeah. football, actually, if I remember. And uh, yes, we're, we're driving down in your dream, your green discovery that you used to drive. And I get picked up by Whitey at Stinger's. Cause I live around the corner at Stinger's house. Whitey, I'll pick you up. We'll go to Geelong and play the cats. No worries, mate. Halfway down the highway to Geelong, 110 clicks down there. It's breaking the speed limit, of course. Whitey reaches over the back. 
out of the bag, pulls out the old protein shake, makes sure it's screwed on all right. <laughs> it exploded again in the car. Now, in a closing space, we had to pull over. It couldn't see. We couldn't see anything because there was powder everywhere. Like the windscreen was covered. So he's doing the, he's doing the old across the highway down the way to Geelong. No, yeah. no you said to me it was like Ace Ventura. Yeah. See what was going on to stop the car. We are both covered in oh pro- chocolate protein shake in our suits, in our beautiful yeah, suits. Yeah. No, we're wearing a. What was it, suit or truck suit? Oh, I might have been Oh, that's right. We were allowed to wear truck Oh, my God. <laughs> Never again. Was and, then I... how many... and then how many did you kick that oh, day? I only seven, but I could have kicked 10. <laughs> so, anyway, we, we pulled over, we cleaned ourselves up, and we got ourselves going. And I made sure that I never was in your vicinity ever again while you were shaking up the front. Oh. What was wrong with you, mate? Why couldn't you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Well, it just had like you had to secure the lid, and, and there was obviously a few times there. But I, I found out that it actually had a lot of split. Uh, I put it in the dishwasher, it sort of uh, faded away. So, oh my go. god, I love it when you tell that story. It's so uh, funny. You tell it so good. Oh, it oh my god, life. there you it's go. That's the reset. Times. Good times, mate. <laughs> and we've been talking a lot about the similarities, similarities between the team now and the team then in two thousand. Um, what do you see? I mean. Obviously, it's a good balance of age we've got in our team at the moment. Same thing in 2000, but we were also very young. And they say you got to lose one to win one. You know, the team at the moment, they've lost a, a few big ones along the way. Of West West Coast Eagles a couple of years ago. Are they ready? Are they ready yeah. now, mate, like we probably weren't in 2000? Yeah, they're certainly ready. I think this is the best Melbourne side I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you know, no disrespect to the, the sides that we played, but the balance. And you, you look at the... You look at the, the the losses they've had this year, they haven't lost by much. I mean, mm. I think the biggest loss was 20 points to the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, and they've been in it. I, I think the most impressive part that I've seen, and I, I have to credit it out, our former teammate Adam Muse, is just a defensive side. Yeah. Um, the off-ball pressure. They're not going two to one. They're going very balanced. And they're very clean below the knees. So, yeah. And yeah. that's that's the Bulldogs. They play a very similar style of footy as well. But just as exciting to watch. They're moving the ball extremely quick. And um, I think that, you know, we, we had momentum back in 2000. Uh, but we're coming up a pretty, against a formidable uh, side. Yeah. I feel that we're ready this year. This is this is our time. Um, ex- extremely excited and, and can't wait for Saturday. Hundred percent. You uh, you lived with Nita. Now, uh, give us give us something about Nita. He, he he wasn't the cleanest guy, was he? Not necessarily the cleanest. He he would always bring his grandma in to clean. So yeah. she came every Friday. Uh, yeah. So we had a cleaner there. Um, no, he was great to live with Nita. He was. Um, it, you know, it was just it was a, it was a it was a wonderful opportunity for me because I was young, coming to the footy club. I wanted to get to know people, and, and you know, he just welcomed me with open arms, which is great. And and the best thing about it too was that you guys were just around the corner, so mm. I had the opportunity to, to get to know you guys and stuff like that. So yeah, but uh, no, he's he's like a big brother to me. I speak to him a lot as you do well, but mm. uh, even though I'm li- living up here, um, he's a, he's a big brother to me. Yeah, he he actually paid his mum and his grandmother I think to come and clean his house. Seven bucks, yeah. seven bucks a day. Uh, went for a full day's work. He, he, he just he'd leave the cha- it was changed out of his car. He'd just leave it on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nita. Leave it on the dining room table. <laughs> oh, Nita, you you love him as a supporter. You watched him on the ground and thought this guy is an absolute star. Could do anything. 
He was also a bit of a, he used to make a lot of mistakes too, as you and I know. What about the time he comes home from training, pulls his car into the the carport, uh, goes in underneath, gets out of the car, goes inside, makes dinner, goes to bed, goes down in the morning, opens up the door to the garage, car's still going. He nearly gassed himself. He didn't turn his car off all night. <laughs> uh, oh, the amount of stuff that Nita did in our time was just so funny. Yes. Uh, just hilarious. Oh, that was just, good, dude. Good just time. common sense stuff that he just think that yeah. I just wouldn't get right. No, nah, nah, not at all. Mate, toughest opponent, I think is a great question. It's an old question everyone always gets, it, but it's one of the best questions you can get because it, I think we've all got an idea of who's a good player, but what was a good player from a good player? So you're out there against the Sean Wrens of the world, um, you know, superstar Ruckmans. You, you mentioned Monkey. Who who was your toughest? The ones that were able to get around the ground, they were very mobile. Those guys, types of guys quite quite a challenge because they knew that they wanted to, mm. um, you know, get on the front foot. So, um, yeah, So, but I'd have to say it was definitely Dean Cox. He was, uh, oh, yeah. he was, he was good in the air. He could jump. And he could use the ball really well. So. Absolute superstar, Coxie. Big Cox, as they used to call him. Used to love that one. <laughs> now, Whitey, that's been an awesome trip down memory lane, mate. But let's talk about what you're doing now. Uh, you, you've got three boys. Three boys. And, and I do want to touch on your little health scare that you had not long ago. I think it'd be remiss of me not to um, remind people if they are new and if they didn't know, you had a little bit of a health scare and you're about promoting uh, that uh, particular area in health. So... The three kids, obviously, first, and then talk to us about your your health. Yeah, oh, three boys, yeah. So uh, we've got Kalani, who's uh, – uh, so Kalani and uh, twins, Tata, who, uh, who are 10, identical twin boys. So uh, keeps me busy. I look after them full time, so it's a, the full house. Mm-hmm. Um, Kalani's uh, leaps in, like six foot three at 14, so he's uh, oh. he's certainly very tall. Mm. He's, uh, he's, he's got all the attributes there. Um, yeah, health-wise, which was a bit un- – uh, was – Certainly not what I expected, but uh, everyone's born with a hole in their heart. And I was actually, and it closes over within, you know, first three to six months. Well, mine didn't. So mm-hmm. I went through the whole career with a hole in heart and uh, suffered a stroke in 2017, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. but was lucky to, lucky to overcome and not have any side effects. And I think with the fitness from football, I was able to fight it. Um, so had to have heart surgery to to, to uh, fix the hole. I was just very grateful of the fact that they were able to locate that because a lot of people have strokes. Um, and they're not aware of how it's actually un- how it's actually happened. So I was just really lucky that we were able to find that and um, mm. able to have heart surgery and I haven't. So it's been uh, thankful of that, but uh, certainly a big scare and it puts everything in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Your boy, mate, the way he plays his footy, because here's a, here's a fact of uh, Jeff White's uh, football ability, guys. When I led to Jeff White, I knew I was going to get smacked on the chest real hard. <laughs> he was one of the best kicks. You were a sensational kick, mate. And obviously, we knew what you could do in the marking contest and your your leaping and, and, and ruck contest stuff. But your kicking was probably the best part of your game, wasn't it? Yeah, I love the kicking. I worked at, uh, when I when I first went to Freya, I had a little bit of a bit of a loop to my kick. Um, so the ruck, uh, the ruck coach I had over there, Percy Johnson, um, just worked tightly on that and I think being a mobile ruckman I think back in those days it was almost like the ruckman gets it has to hand pass and I thought well why, why, why can't I be another midfielder why can't I use the mm. ball why can't I be that you know connector um, so I really worked hard on the on the, on the kicking skills both feet um, you know so and that was one thing I really love I love I could actually really good at picking you know getting the ball and actually 
putting uh, my teammate in the space that was available. So mm. um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I love kicking to you guys in the forward line. It was uh, tapping, tapping in the rock was uh, was was a craft that I really loved and really enjoyed. Mm. Anita and I used to salivate. We had Adam Uze and Jeff White and Trav Johnson just rolling onto their preferred and we just knew we were going to get one right in the sternum. It was just brilliant. So they were the days, mate. Um, lastly, before I let you go, Whitey, the team's about to uh, take the field this weekend. Uh, who needs to play well? Who needs to play the best for us to get over the line? I mean, of course, we all need to play well, but who needs to really rise? I think we need to have uh, that defensive mindset across the middle. We have mm. to force them to kick. I, I know when we played them early in the year, you'd tell straight away, once we were forcing them on our half-board line, their half-back line, to kick it and not mm. use their hands and cut us up. Mm. That's when I knew we had them. Uh, the, the game later in the year, when they were able to get their hands going, Bontempelli and McRae and, um, you know, these types of players, they are able to use the ball and cut our defence out. And that lever and May are very strong in the air uh, mm. when they're going forward. So, But I think the big loss for them is going to be Bruce. Um, mm. You know, he, he was a, a great forward, uh, really straightened them up. So, But I mm. think we just... That defensive... Struck on a half forward line is really critical, I reckon. Obviously, mm. the, I, I like the way that we've got, you know, Brayshaw's able to cut it off and we've got yeah. Ed, Ed on the wing um, to separate. So, But I think that's a, that's the key for us. Yeah, very underrated, both of those players, Ed and Angus. You know, I, I know a lot of people saying he doesn't get a lot of the oh, ball, totally. but he does sometimes. Yeah. But he's they love him in the team because of his defensive work rate and just the disruption he puts in. So, yeah, I agree with all of that you're saying there. It's all about the midfield and, and being defensive. Uh, making it a little bit easier for Lever and May to to cut those passes off and we're going to be okay. Big Max, of course, we know the Ruckman is one of the most important out on the field and not just because you're talking to me right now. Uh, it's because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I tell you what, mate, George, the George Clooney looks good on you, pal. I'm loving it. The, 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 the salt and pepper, black and white, looking, looking sexy, my friend. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Jeff, Jeffrey White, you're a favourite. Yeah, you're a favourite amongst uh, the Melbourne uh, of our vintage supporters of our vintage, mate. They always talked about they talked about your last couple of weeks. We want Jeff White on the show. I've delivered, you're delivered. Great to see you, pal. Now you're here. I'm here. You too, mate. Well done. Thanks for that. And uh go to the D's this week. Say all and all the fans. Let's yeah. cheer loud for this week. Good on you, Whitey. Go well, pal. Talk to you soon. See you, mate.